This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. Shark again! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Show. This is a show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you here. Delighted to be here. If you want to jump in on the show this evening, a phone call or an email gets it done. And here is how you do that. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. He is a guest who rarely needs introduction, especially when he shows up here on the Barbecue Central Show, a man who is widely considered to be one of the most prolific barbecue and grilling stars in any country. In this show, we have nicknamed him the Master Planker. He has world records to his credit, and the list goes on and on. I am, of course, talking about the one and the only making a reemergence here on the show. Ted Reeder will join us. I couldn't be more excited to get caught up with Ted. It's been a hot minute. Since we've had him on, probably last part of 2018, so it's been a little bit. I think the last time we tried to have him on, he just wasn't available. Very busy guy. So, I'm excited to get him back on and see what's happening. Not the least of which, I mean, what do we talk about here on this show a lot is when barbecue folks who are doing what they do then decide to make the foray into the restaurant business. And believe it or not, Ted Reeder is looking to get into the restaurant business sooner than later. So we're going to be talking to him about that this evening. And boy, is it going to be fun, amongst some other stuff. Of course, we know Father's Day is coming up here very shortly, so he might have some uh, gift ideas that you might be interested in. And of course, when we're talking with Ted, it's got to be about food. It's got to be about live fire and cooking. So we'll Maybe get some recipes ideas, uh, recipe ideas from him as well. Ted Reeder coming up out of the shoot. Then we will have a first-timer to the show. Something that goes hand-in-hand hand with live fire is something called cast iron. However you're cooking on it, 
The guest in 35 Past has a product that will help you preserve and keep season your most relevant and high cost and low cost cast iron pots, pans, ovens, and so forth. Brad Stewart from Crisby is going to be joining me. I got an introduction from Brad over at the Barbecue Beat with Kevin Sandridge. He's like, hey, you got to have Brad on. I think he'd be a great guest. He's got a great story. Company's great. So I'm down for great stuff, bringing you great content. So Brad is coming in 35 past, then we'll move to the second hour. Joining me for her traditional third Tuesday of the month regular spot, the founder of GrillGirl.com, Robin Lindars, will be joining me. Robin recently got hacked on Instagram, so of course we're going to be talking about Instagram and or social media safety. We'll also be getting some Father's Day recipes from her, Father's Day gift guide, because she's all about gift guides where she's at. So excited to talk to Robin once again. And rounding out the show, 35 past the second hour, what I consider to be the foremost authority on pizza in the country and perhaps the world. Formerly, and perhaps sometimes still happens when the barbecue stuff happens, of hot grill on grill action, credited for one half of the writing team that brought you the 12 days of barbecue Christmas that we sang here on this show many, many years ago when I lived in a different house in Euclid, Ohio. A guy who is a Green Mountain Grill expert, especially when it comes to the pizza oven insert, Matt Frampton is coming back on the show, and we have a new product to tell you about this evening that's all his. It is pizza-related. It might change your life right off the bat. If you don't like dough, if you're not down with making your own dough, I'm with you. I have a really great Italian supermarket right up the street from me that sells them for a buck a ball. Then I can get two or three pizzas out of a ball. I'm not into necessarily putting in all the work and effort like a lot of these bakers are. They love making the dough. Matt's a guy that loves to make dough. That's his deal. And he has a product that has simplified the process so much so that I'm even considering it. So that should tell you something. That's going to be Matt Frampton. He's helping me close out the show. If you want to get an advanced look, Urban Slicer Pizza. UrbanSlicerPizza.com is the website. So that's what you have. A Canadian barbecue and grilling expert, although countries know no bounds here on this show. Brad Stewart from Crisby, Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl, and Matt Frampton rounding out the show. Very excited. You're welcome to join in as well. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. You can follow me socially on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and Snapchat at BBQ Central Show slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, which is where you can also get a live video stream of the show, or you can go over to tune in and just get the audio only if you want. However you want to do it, happy to have you. Subscribe to the podcast if you don't know anything. If you just happen to be on Facebook and you're finding the show for the first time with the video, you can also just get the audio at your convenience. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast feed. So there you have it. June has been a fallout month for show regulars. For instance, Malcolm Reed, who should have skipped the fishing trip that he went on and stayed home to do my show two weeks ago, instead 
What happened? He's yanking all over the fishing charter he was on along with his pal Heath Riles and some other dudes. They were out for their fishing excursion. Missed the show for that. Much safer here in the friendly confines of Barbecue Central. Same show. Sam the cooking guy ditched me. Now, as you probably noticed, Stephen Reichlin roundly unavailable for his gig on the third Tuesday of the month. He's traveling to this weekend's Barbecue U in California. Not that I've been angling for years for an all-expense-paid invite to that event, but that would be nice. So yesterday, as I'm corresponding back and forth with Steven, and he's telling me how he's not going to be able to make our segment because he's going to be traveling, he emails me back at some point in the thread and says, Hey, if you want to spring for the airfare, I got your ticket for the class covered and your room to stay. What? You, you didn't want to wait until this coming Thursday to ask me, Stephen? Is that what it was? Is no notice enough notice? Is that what I'm to surmise from all this i can't operate like that who can operate like that can any of you pick up and run to california for barbecue you this weekend let me know i'm sure i could probably still hook you up for a price but uh, all kidding aside i mean i certainly appreciate the invite but i need like a month minimum run-up to even consider something like that i drive a big ship here in the rock and roll hall of fame city lots of moving parts I'm happy to come, not so crazy about paying for anything, because rule number three of the show is rule number three of the show for a reason, but all things considered, I might pay for that bird next time around. But the bottom line is, I need notice. I need notice, Steven. You can't tell me four days out that you can accommodate... I. How could I possibly? I can tell you right now, it's going to be one of those shows where I take a run at some of my most loyal guests. And if you think this one was potentially borderline offensive, wait until the top of the second hour. That's not going to be potentially borderline offensive. That's going to be straight out offensive to one of my longest recurring guests. Straight up offensive. But he's earned it. The SmackDown is coming, and it's well-earned, and you're going to know why in about an hour's time. Before that inevitable beatdown, and before we get to Ted Reader, I'm going to talk to you quickly about the folks over at the Barbecue Guru. Always believing outdoor cooking should be easy and fun because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker. With a built-in power draft fan, that means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature controls. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the models do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. That's very exciting. If you have a Guru controller... You don't need to buy a new one if you get the monolith. Just hook it right up to the power draft fan that's built into it. Easy stuff. If you want extra new tech, they can do that too. 
the DynaQ, the UltraQ, all ready to go. Head on over to the website, thebbqguru.com, or call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Ask them all the questions. Don't guess. They're here to help. Ted Reader comes out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, seasonings, rubs, barbecue sauces, grilling oils, barbecue mud, as we talked about last week. All tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. My guest tonight, a fan favorite. He is a prolific cookbook author, a brand ambassador, creator of barbecue products, teaches at the university level as a classically trained chef and one of the most passionate people in our live fire industry. It's my pleasure to chat with him once again as we race to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Ted Reader. Hey, Ted! Hey, Greg. How you doing, man? My man is back and better than ever. So excited to have you here on the show, Teddy. Lots to get to, of course. And, man, you know, think about this for a second, Ted. All the way okay. back when a young Ted Reader fell in love with Live Fire, I'm sure you had one of these many conversations with the folks that live around you. Oh, Ted, it smells so good. Can we have a little taste? And they give you a taste. Oh, Ted, uh, this stuff is so good. The barbecue is so great. You know what you should do? You should open a restaurant because that's always the conversation that seems to take place. And lo and behold, Ted Reader is getting ready to open a barbecue restaurant. What's going on with you, man? Wow, we... Well, um, well, you know, it uh, Friday, March thirteenth was uh, a pretty crappy day in the world of COVID, yep. and uh, from my in my world, my my business kind of collapsed. I lost uh, all of the events that I had for the year, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I lost a lot of my private clients and and uh, development gigs on the food world in their in retail and food service. And so I was sitting at home, hanging with my kids, doing a lot of homework and losing my mind. <laughs> and uh, and a buddy of mine called me up and he said, hey, uh, you know, when I talked to you about uh, I have this golf course with this restaurant and it's sitting empty, what do you want? Do you want to do a takeout place? And uh, that was a month ago. And so I said, sure. 
and we were hoping to open this Thursday, but we've had some uh, some equipment issues, and so we're pushing it to June 25th. But I think that's a better day to open because that's also my birthday. Oh, nice! And so we are. Uh, I'm opening up. Uh, uh, with my partner, we're opening up a place. It's called Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint, at El Dorado Golf Club in Brooklyn, Ontario. And so my buddy owns this golf course, which is a nine-hole pitch and putt. And so we got two par fours, and we have our own apple orchard on there. And wow. it's a beautiful, beautiful spot right off the road. And... Um, out in the country, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. So I took a look at it and said, okay. So we wheeled my barbecue rig over there, planted it on the patio, and put on a roof, and said, okay, this is where we're going to cook, and we're going to do all live fire. And the joint has begun. So we're getting things ready. It's not going to be your traditional style of barbecue where you get these big, beautiful trays and platters of multiple smoked things. It's very whimsical, and it's whatever I feel like cooking. And we're starting out with four items, uh, brisket burgers, chicken, and bacon. (laughs) And so we're going to have some fun. Uh, We're going to smoke. We're going to grill. Uh, we've got some funky equipment that I'm not going to share with anybody right yet, but we, it will be, uh, just put it this way, if you come uh, to the joint, and because of social distancing, we are only takeout. There is no, there is no service of uh, sitting on the patio or sitting in the restaurant. It's takeout only. So the philosophy is if it's after golfing hours, go sit wherever you want on the golf course and eat your food. <laughs> Right, uh, we're licensed, so you can walk all over the course and have a beer and enjoy some barbecue, and we're going to play and enjoy uh, enjoy cooking, and you can walk right up to the to the pits and you'll see me cooking there, and having a good time. We're open four days a week, and uh, it's Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint. Ted, let me ask you, as someone who I, I mean, we've done this biography on you uh, a handful of times here over the. You know, probably 10 years that you've been showing up here. You were the executive chef at the Sky Dome, I believe, when it had originally opened, as I would mentioned, the open, you know, classically trained chef. So you have a lot of uh, skill in the kitchen behind you already. You have a lot of business acumen behind you already. Is this a, is the joint something that you see continuing in the next six months and 12 months, or is it something that is more or less a, a gap fill until whatever the new normal comes along and you can start to do more of the Ted Reader things we've come to know and love. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I am so glad uh, in, in many respects uh, uh, for this pandemic because uh, it has motiv- motivated me to do something else. And so when everything is taken away from you, you you go through some depression. You go, wow, what is this? You have to realize. You have to process. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got to say it hasn't been an easy road these last 14 weeks here. I've got a 12 and a 13-year-old at home all day long. I've never done so much homework in my entire life. I tell you, I don't want to do grade 7 and 8 math and English and science anymore. I did that crap a long time ago. So, 
you you have these this, this whole emotional roller coaster when there's nothing left and you're told you have to stay in your house and you can't go anywhere and so um it, it took a while to find what i wanted to do and there were lots of things in the works and and when my buddy called me and said uh golf season's going to open in in 2 weeks um what do you think and i'm like let me come out and take a look at it so uh, golf season opened. We are, are busy with golfers every day and they need some food. And I, I looked at it and said, you know, I'd rather be cooking than doing nothing. And, and the one thing, if, if you know me, uh, I don't like to sit by and, and, and waste time. And I love to cook. That's my passion. I've spent my entire life, my entire career, and the only thing I want to do is cook. I don't give a crap about the money. I just want to cook. It's all about the food. And so if my customers can come and see me cook and enjoy the food that I create, I'm a happy guy. And if I can uh, you know, pay my bills and have some fun and have a smile and a laugh, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm luckier for it. Ted, on the menu, you had mentioned brisket and chicken burgers and bacon. I mean, those are you know four things that you are that's right in your wheelhouse. Especially the burgers. We have written uh, books on burgers in the past. From a uh, menu item, like what specifically uh, burgers are you going to be having? Is it going to be like the flip top head burgers? Are they going to be the 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 crate? What was the the one where you made a cheeseburger in between grilled cheese sandwiches or ludicrous burger or whatever it was? I mean, what are we looking at? We, we're we're actually kind of dialing it down a little bit to some simpler things. Everything at the restaurant is cooked over live fire, hardwood and charcoal. Mm-hmm. So um, if if from our chicken wings, they're smoked in my ten foot barrel. We're doing half chickens. Uh, but the burgers are very simple. It's a, a blend of uh, ground brisket and chuck, uh, internal fat content, approximately about 25%. And we scoop, we smash, but instead of flat top griddling them, we're cooking over charcoal. And uh, if the weather's great, we're going to cook the burgers out on uh, on a pretty huge grill we got going on. And if not, we'll be cooking uh, in the kitchen off of a Kamado. So it, it's all live fire. It's a cheeseburger. It's fresh meat. It's uh, got a mop sauce going on it. And then a whack of cheese. And you put it on a, a nice little potato roll. And we've got uh, a couple condiments going on that. And it's a standard burger. You can add, uh, you can have it without cheese. You can add extra cheese. You can add bacon you can add brisket or you can add a fried egg and that's that's the simplicity i'm really i don't want it to be crazy i want it to be focused and i want it to be delicious so it's a very limited menu and it will rotate so we're looking at friday night steak nights where you come up you place your order and you show up at my restaurant you walk up out onto the patio and ted reader will cook your steak so if Ted Reader's not in town, there's no Friday night steak night. <laughs> right. And I will cook every single steak for my customers if they come to my place on a Friday night. And that I'm having hoping to have start the second week of July. And so, you know, you come on up and you say you want your steak rare, you want your steak well done. I don't care. I'll cook it just the way you like it. And uh, out the door you go. 
have a beer, sit down, eat your steak wherever you want, take it home, uh, be safe, and, and, and enjoy the food. Uh, Ted Reader joining us here on the show, tedreader.com, his website, of course, and we're talking about his new venture over at uh, Ted Reader's The Joint. From a barbecue perspective, Ted, uh, especially the brisket, is this something that, uh, do you have a, an overnight smoker, or, I mean, you're certainly no stranger to the the uh, the waves of low and slow, but how are you going to be prepping the brisket? Uh, we are like like we're making work here. We're not we're not doing this easy. There's no set it and forget it. So we're cooking all our brisket in uh, three Weber SCG uh, Kamado kettles, and so we're limited. We will run out every day. That's the plan, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we're only open four days a week. So it's uh, you know you better get in line and get there early. And so the, the, the brisket is, is uh, oak and wild cherry smoked, and it's a salt pepper rub, and it's a Canadian uh, certified Angus beef brisket. So it's, uh, and that's it. They're, it's pretty simple. And uh, we'll hand carve it and put it on a bun for you and give you some tasty food to have a good time. That's it. Not, nothing, nothing fancy. Just. Delicious food made from scratch by me and my crew. Ted, as you look over the last handful of years, I mean, you were living a life that uh, many of us in the live fire industry were certainly envious of. You were able to travel. You're teaching in university. You're doing all of this product development, book writing, all this fun stuff. And then you have something like this coronavirus hit, and as you said, a lot of stuff got sucked back from you just because for for safety reasons you're not allowed to do it. Did you happen to look back and say, hey, as you're stuck there with the kids, not stuck, but as you are at home with the kids helping them do some homework or just general parenting, did you ever look back and think that maybe you had taken a little bit for granted or that uh, maybe you had started to drift a little bit and this has actually... Uh, refocused you or, or re-harnessed that passion? This this definitely has uh, refocused and uh, made you think. I, I One of my favorite books is a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And, um, and that's what happened to the world. Uh, this virus moved our cheese. We were all of a sudden cruising along, doing our jobs, having fun, yep. going out to dinner, traveling around the world, Everything was tickety boo and wonderful, and all of a sudden it's okay. You got to go sit in your house and do nothing now for working on four months, and so you 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 there there is a roller coaster that you go through, and you've got to be able to say to yourself, you know, you got to pull yourself out of this and say, what 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 is my career? What makes me happy? What of everything was I doing that I loved, and what? Was I doing that I didn't like? What was a struggle? What was fun? What was crappy? And and so I it, it took a while to realize that you needed to make some changes. And uh, so and, and I'm not one to sit still. I I hate being bored. I want to rock and roll all day long. And uh, you know when I'm told to sit in my house and not go anywhere, you do think you think about your career. You think about how how lucky you've been, how hard you've had to work, uh, how hard you still have to work. And, um, you know, you, you, you look to your friends, you look to your family, you look for, for encouragements. 
um, you feel happy, you feel sad, uh, you're depressed. That these are all emotions that that went through. And my kids and my wife, they they help pick me up, and and I do the same for them. And we really motivated ourselves to be uh, doing something different. And so my cheese got moved. And instead of sitting around waiting to for them to uh, give me more cheese, I said, forget it, I'll go earn my own cheese. And, um, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to pick yourself up and get back at it. Because if we don't, um, we'll be controlled forever. And I don't like being controlled, especially when I'm cooking, because it's all about the flavor, baby, and that's all I want to do. The cheese is going to be on Ted's Burgers over at the joint here coming up shortly, uh, June 25th, so be on the lookout for that. Also, this coming week, Ted, obviously uh, Father's Day is going to be happening. That's a big uh, eat day for a lot of us, but also, you know, there's been a lot of crappy gifts given to us dads over generations and generations. So as someone who plays around with some of the coolest live fire stuff or just cooking stuff in general, if somebody was looking for a last second idea, what would you tell somebody to get the dad in their life? Well, if you're if you're on a budget, I, I believe that every dad likes some kind of a cocktail, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Uh, for me, if I'm given a bottle of bourbon or a bottle of tequila or any kind of booze, I'm always always happy. If you're gonna if you're gonna get into that barbecue realm, there are lots of cool gifts for dad. Um, one looking for a really great grill brush because you can never have enough grill brushes. Super thermometers are important so that you can make sure that your temperatures are accurate and that you have the best cook that you're doing. Uh, I would also look at if you wanted to spend a lot of money, um, and there are some pretty funky grills and smokers out there, but something caught my eye out of uh, uh, Salt Lake City. And it's called a cowboy cauldron. Oh. And I got to tell you, that thing looks like a whole bunch of fun. And so that would be a super, super Father's Day present uh, if you had uh, a good amount of coin and you wanted to have a lot of fun with cooking on an open fire. I've actually had the guy that owns Cowboy Cauldron on, uh, you know, as many, many. I think he's been around for uh, any number of years for, for the folks that aren't familiar with that. He's actually been on the show uh, as a guest and had talked about it when it was initially released. I was hoping that maybe I would have gotten my hands on one by now, but uh, just wasn't in the cards at this point. As we talk about cooking, Ted, which is a passion of yours, one of the other hallmarks of Father's Day, while on Mother's Day you're either taking mother out or cooking for mother, Father's Day seems to be up to the dad to go ahead and take care of that. I'm not sure exactly how that happened. What are you uh, suggesting menu-wise? What's going to be on your table, you think? Well, uh, we're, we're, we've, we've got a couple things going on because my one half of the family is heading to the beach mm-hmm. and the other half of the family, which is me and my son, we're working, getting ready to open a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what we're going to cook. We may have a steak dinner or we may order in some takeout, but I get to hang out with my son and definitely I'm going to have a cold beer uh, he's going to have a, a, an icy cold beverage as well, and then we'll figure out what we cook. But it'll either be a burger or a steak, or maybe I'll do up some ribs uh, out, out at the restaurant, and we'll enjoy those. 
What do your kids think of Ted Reader? I mean, we all know you're super cool and you're one of the most envied folks here in the industry, but it's always a little different when the kids are around. Do they realize uh, exactly who Ted Reader is in the biz? Uh, yeah, they, they do. Um, today uh, at, at the restaurant, there was a, a girl who looks after our, our golf up front, and she said to my son, do you cook? And he said, no. And she said, how come? He said, that's my dad. Why should I? <laughs> so it's, that's, he, he looks at it that way, and it's like, you know, yeah, I got you. I don't need to do this. And so, but he is learning to cook, but that's, that's his attitude, yes. Uh, he actually calls me, one of his nicknames for me is Meat, M-E-A-T, yeah. and then Baba. He, he's always had, when he was a kid, he didn't say Dada, he, it came out with a B, and he's just kept that through, so he calls me Meat, Meat Baba, because I love my meat. So that's that's it, and my, my little girl, well, yeah, she knows who it is, and she just wishes I wouldn't cook steak, because it's not one of her favorite foods, wow. but she will eat a burger all day long. Awesome. That's great. Uh, Ted Reader joining me here on the show. Getting ready to open the joint coming June 25th, which also happens to be Ted Reader's birthday. So we wish him an early happy birthday, of course, here on the show. Thank you very much. And, uh, Ted, I've always appreciated the time over the years that you've given to the show and the content and the energy. It's absolutely magical. And I look forward to our next chat. Thank you very much, Greg. Uh, everybody out there, have a super, super day. Be safe. Get in your backyards and cook. Be nice. And peace, love, and respect, man. All right. There he is. Ted Reader right there. Thank you, Ted. Wow. Love Ted. And he's always bringing it. And here's a guy who has made the pivot. We talk about that on the show a lot with other business owners and self-employed folks making the pivot. A lot of his business dries up. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and feel sorry for yourself for the next four months, five months, six months, or you're going to allow yourself to recharge a little bit, get repassionate, and then have a run at it. He's doing restaurant four days a week out there at the El Dorado Golf Club in Ontario. Ted Reader, tedreader.com. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills before we get over to Brad Stewart at Crisby. So you have two lines to choose from. Prime line, which is the top tier. You have the choice line, which is just under. Uh, Models are the same. Lines are different, but the models are the same. Jim Bowie and the Daniel Boone, both lines. Davy Crockett is its uh, portable, separate all by itself. Tailgates, sporting events, things like this. These are all kind of coming back at this point. So if you want something you can take with you and you want to cook some ribs or pork butt while you're at the field all day, the Davy Crockett is something you're going to use because you can also plug it right into your 12-volt outlet in your car. Now the other two, if you want tech, Wi-Fi technology, internal meat probes, some peek-in windows on the main cooking chamber, the pellet hopper, the Prime Line is the one you're going to want to look at. A little bit more money because you're getting a little bit more. Or Choice Line, a little bit more Economical. If you don't need the tech, you don't want the tech, or you know you're not going to use the tech, then get the choice. I have two right now. I have a prime line that's in my garage waiting to move to the new house. That'll get put together there, but right now, you know, choice is winning the day. Plus, pizza oven insert for Jim Bowie and Daniel Boone, and you're going to love those. I know who loves those. Matt Frampton, who cooks on Green Mountain Grills as well. Some of his favorite cooking apparatuses. Apparati? 
GreenMountainGrills.com is the website. They have pellets and sauces, rubs, and a whole bunch of other accessories as well, aside from the pizza oven. So make sure that you're over there and checking it out all day long. Green Mountain Grills, and we are back with Brad Stewart right after this. Stick around. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com. Sometimes they have really good shipping deals for CookingPellets.com. But those pellets are really the best. I use them all the time. Download the app, too. They have an app. Coming out of the shoot tonight in the second slot is someone providing a product that serves a sector of our live fire community known as cast iron grilling, barbecue, cast iron. All seem to go hand in hand anymore, but... One knock against cast iron is how to keep it properly maintained for a lifetime of reliable use, maybe two lifetimes for that matter. Here to help solve this very issue, I mean, come on, is a guy by the name of Brad Stewart from Crisby. Hey, Brad. Good afternoon, evening. What's up, Greg? Well, I'm very excited to have you here because, uh, you know, as I had mentioned in the open, uh, we talk about uh, cast iron. I think it's safe to say at this point that uh, cast iron and uh, grilling and live fire, I mean, we're all kind of uh, co-mingling together. You see cast iron on the grill a lot. You see cast iron even on barbecue pits anymore. Uh, you see them just uh, sitting on uh, coals live out there in the yard, for crying out loud, where they're doing the some daisy kind of... The wheel on top of the green egg. Yeah, I mean, you name it. It is just... Uh, everything is uh, is cast iron these days, so it's a, it's a great accessory for those of us in the live fire industry to kind of get a hold of. Of course, there's a whole niche of cast iron that is uh, its own little... Probably has its own podcast somewhere in the internet world and all that stuff. But you have a unique product. It's called... Crisby, and I was wondering if, uh, before we get into the product, if you could get us a little background about yourself, uh, where you're from, and how we got into business. Sure. Originally, I'm from Indianapolis. Uh, I live in central Florida, a little town called Deland. We're due west of uh, Daytona Beach. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I was in the golf business my whole life. I was a golf course superintendent. Um, I started in 1978. Uh, Country Club of Indianapolis and fell in love with uh, golf course maintenance and pretty much traveled all over. I did, uh, I worked on some golf courses, uh, mostly South Florida after I left Indiana. And uh, uh, how Crisby started, totally opposite of uh, golf. I, uh, my wife, it, well, first of all, the business is my, me, my wife, and my son and my daughter. My son's 27, my daughter's 23, and it's a strictly family business, it's just the four of us. But uh, my wife, I think it was 2012, Greg, uh, she went to donate blood, and they said she was anemic. So I 
just did some research. I was trying to figure out how we could help her iron levels yep. and came across cooking in cast iron. And that's basically how my interest started in cast iron. I didn't know anything about it. 2012. I don't have like this huge history of cast iron in my background. Um, so basically I just found that some of these older pans were pretty easy to flip around and, you know, to get, you know, you could pick them up for five bucks at the thrift store or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, just turn them around. So that's what I started doing. Um, and next thing you know, I'm in 40 Facebook groups that have something to do with cast iron. And there was something lacking. There was just no perfect way of seasoning cast iron. And, um, you know, my product originally was Crisco and B-Wax. And that's where Chris B came from. Hmm. Um, later... I kind of moved away from Crisco and got away from the hydrogenated oil. Um, our current formula is just soybean oil, beeswax, palm oil. And then I also have a animal product, which is larvae made with leaf lard, which is the, the, you know, the good clean lard around the kidneys, uh, of the pig with beeswax. So, cause some people like animal fats and some prefer vegetative fats. Uh, so we just, you know, different options for, for our customers. But yeah, in a nutshell, that's how it started. My wife, my wife was, uh, anemic. Uh, we started cooking in cast iron. It oh. absolutely cured all of her problems with, uh, iron deficiency. Wow. And that's kind of how Chrissy was born. And now we're, we're booming. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your previous guest. Uh, our experience since, you know, the COVID has been the exact opposite. We, uh, <laughs> Our, our, our business, uh, we just, May was like, I think, 50% more than our busiest Christmas that we just had, uh, December. Wow. It's um, never seen anything like it. Well, um, I think you have two dichotomies here. You have a guy like Ted, who is a personality, and the majority of his business is personal appearances or yeah. uh, conventions or executive-type appearances, and all those go away. However... The, uh, and I've noticed this, too, uh, through various sectors of the barbecue and grilling community. Uh, some people, you know, the restaurants and just the, the normal stuff that you've seen take a downturn regardless yeah. of industry, have they have suffered a similar fate. But there's a large portion of the industry, uh, charcoal, cookers, accessories, you're no, uh, you're, you're no uh, exception to the rule here, that have been having absolutely <laughs> phenomenal, if not record times here over the last quarter. And where you probably thought you might take a dump, you are uh, being able to make hay, which is great. Now, the question is this, because I was asking uh, Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker this uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago when he was on. And I said, how do you as a business person check the year 2020? Do you immediately discard it and hold it off on its own as a one-off year, regardless of how good or bad it was? Or can you use it as any type of a forecasting tool to look ahead to 2021? And uh, wondering what your thought is on that. Well, I would like to use it as a forecasting tool and saying <laughs> this is where we're going to be from now on. Uh, you know, when you have a 300% growth rate, um, f you know, for the past few months, I mean, it's it's been substantial. And, you know, we've never really had the huge amount of money for advertising. You know, we're just – we're self-funded. We don't have any debt. Uh, our, you know, so 
you might see advertisements that we do on Instagram or Facebook, but you know, we're, we're just a small company. Um, I mean, up until recently, I poured everything myself, you know, it's not some big, huge company. My, my daughter literally puts every single label on my son does the computer work. So, um, we are, you know, we're set for some, some pretty big growth coming up in 220, 221. Um, but uh, as far as forecasting it, uh, we haven't even done that. We, uh, we've been too busy. Um, we're just kind of on the ride and just going with the flow for right now. It's pretty poor business, man, I guess. But <laughs> that's the truth. We well, just, uh, we're just going with the flow. Yeah, enjoy the wave while you got it right now and then uh, yeah. repivot when you need to. We're talking with Brad Stewart from Crisby. Uh, Crisby.org is the website, not .com, so make sure that you pay attention to that. Any reason Thank why? Thank you. We wh- tried to get that. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was just uh, you couldn't get the .com, so you just picked the yeah. next one? Yeah. Just some ghost owner. If anyone knows how to get it, I'll pay you big for it. Oh, I was going to say, I know how to get it. You just go and you pay a boatload of cash, and then you know those people go out there and they start holding domain names hostage. One of my embedded correspondents' uh, part-time job is just going and buying crazy domain names. I mean, that's just like one of his things, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, So you are scouring through a bunch of different Facebook forums that are related to cast iron. I assume you keep hearing a recurring situation of maintenance or uh, I have to reseason this thing every so many times. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And then how do you, how do you go about finding a right formula to even start getting into the market? You mean my initial, um, it was trial and error. Um, Crisco was really the go-to for, for years, just using plain old Crisco. Um, beeswax also has been around for, you know, hundred years. People have used, you know, beeswax by itself. Uh, so it, it was just basically just tinkering around <clears throat> trying to get the right formula. Um, and finally got a decent, you know, a decent blend. Well, I don't know if you can see this, but, uh, this is one of our pucks. Yep. It looks like it's pretty, I don't know how to get that where it's, there you go. I don't know what's with this camera, but it's just like blurred out. But so anyway, that's the Crispy Puck, and that's what really started it all. And I just got it to where it would stay in a form so you could use it. Um, now we have a new product that's a cream. Um, we're going to have a, a uh, wood product for cutting boards and wooden, wooden utensils. Uh, mm-hmm. The name of that's kind of funny. It's Crispy Cream. Um, <laughs> careful, so, careful with that. <laughs> yeah, well, we've made it. Uh, the Crispy Cream Iron has has made it through. Actually, it might have. It, the next couple of days, we'll ha- we'll have the registered trademark. Oh, nice. It's a, yeah. It's already that'll be I believe our tenth trademark that wow. we've had uh, registered. But yeah, su- surprisingly, it, it made it right through. I guess because it's a different category than the donuts. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're fortunate with that, but yeah, so we're going to have Krispy Kreme iron and Krispy Kreme wood. How do you Uh, know, how do you know you have a good formula? Like what's the metric on, you know, something that's better than me throwing a little, uh, veggie oil and wiping it around with a paper towel? Yeah. Well, the whole premise of me starting this whole thing was 
I wanted something that worked every single time and that was basically idiot proof. Um, that if I could just give you real simple instructions, you could use it and have success. Um, so that was really the premise of the whole business was I didn't like what was out there. And, and there were times where I'd use Crisco and it would, it would be an absolute mess. Hmm. Um, and you know, we, we have a phone number, you know, customers call us literally every day, um, which is one of my favorite things is, is helping them, you know, fix their, their iron. But, you know, one of the things that normally people call about is it's a sticky mess, you know, it's just because when you're seasoning cast iron, you're putting a micro thin layer of oil on the, on the skillet. And by micro, we mean you put it on and then you wipe it off until it looks dry. Um, and then you bake it on in the oven. Um, so people will often, like more often than not, put too much on and it turns into just a cookie mess. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like there's a few things that, you know, we have recurring calls, uh, you know, that, can I use soap? You know, that's, <laughs> we love doing posts like that. Oh, look, we're washing out cast iron with soap and people just freak <laughs> on it. Go nuts. Take me, uh, take me through the steps of so you know I have a cast iron pan that I got from my grandfather. It's uh, you know decades and decades old. I've spent okay. a number of times trying to reseason it. If I get a, a crispy stick or a crispy puck, how do I right. use it? And and how do I use it the first time? And how do I use it every successive time after a cook? Okay, so a great question. Initial seasoning, we'll call that when you first get it. You're going to put three coats. You'll warm the pan in the oven, like 200 degrees for 20 minutes to half an hour. You'll take it out. You'll put a very light coat on both the inside cooking surface and the outside, the handle. Then you're going to wipe it dry with a separate cloth. We, we use like the blue shop towel. Sure. Uh, you, they're they're lint-free pretty much compared to a paper towel, which will just shred. Um, so then you'll put it in the oven upside down. On the rack, and the reason you put it upside down is so the grate marks don't polymerize into the bottom of your skillet. Because mm. if you just put it in there and have that surface of the of the grid touching your skillet, you're going to have those lines. So flip it upside down. Now the rim of your skillet uh, is going to touch the grates, and you're not going to have any issues. Uh, a lot of people think it's so your oil drips out, but if you do it properly, you're not going to have enough oil on the pan to be dripping off anyway. Sure. So basically, you're going to put that back in the oven after it's dried off, 400 degrees for an hour. <laughs> shut the oven off. When it gets to where you can touch it again, Greg, you're going to put another application on. You're going to do three applications like that. Wow. That's the last time you'll have to do an oven seasoning unless you have some crazy thing happen. Maybe someone left it in the sink and, you know, got full of water or something. You know, you may have rust on it, left it outside on the grill. Who knows? But uh, and then, you know, your typical cook, say, you you know, you cook up some eggs. A lot of times you can just wipe it out inside. Um, but if you're cooking something, say you're searing a steak and you're, get, you're, you're getting a lot of, you know, a lot of particles there. You got seasonings that are burnt on into the, you know, into the skillet. You'll want to wash that off just to get the grease and the and the particles off, sure. if anything. Um, and then after that, you'll go 
just stovetop maintenance maintenance uh, seasoning, which you're going to warm it up, dry it on the stovetop, put one little swipe uh, on the cooking surface only, spread that up around and, and leave it. It'll be good, you know, until the next time you cook. Simple enough. Super simple. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it can't be any, any easier than, than that. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of people that say, Hey, I've been doing it this way. Um, you know, with the bacon fat and that's the way my <laughs> grandma did it. And Hey, that's absolutely fine. We're, we're the little niche product that, uh, is, is for the people that just don't get it. And, uh, there, most of the people don't get it because, <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we ship it all over the world, Greg. Um, it's, uh, we're on it. We're in every continent right now. Wow. So you're all yeah. over, no doubt. Yeah, well, we're, we're all over the place. I'm, uh, I'm down for easy. I'm down for products that work. And, uh, as somebody who is gaining more and more cast iron pieces, uh, certainly I like to simplify the situation and make it efficient. And it sounds like Crispy is just the cure there. So, uh, as far as like any other new products, aside from the ones you mentioned, anything that we should be keeping an eye out for here for the next uh, four to six months? Well, have you ever uh, eaten any Cincinnati chili? Have I? Yeah, of course. I'm from Cleveland. So uh, whenever I get through Cincinnati, we go to Skyline and eat it there, baby. Okay. Well, keep your eye open for uh, a, a buddy of mine that I grew up with from Cincinnati. All right. Uh, grew up together in uh, Indianapolis. And uh, we're partnering up. When COVID hit, his computer software company took a pretty major hit. And, uh, and he called me, he knew I was real big selling on Amazon. And, uh, he's like, what can I do? I was like, Steve, sell your family's chili recipe. Oh, they've had this secret chili recipe. That's been just ridiculous. Good. Really? Uh, yeah. So, you know, Ryan Lane, I don't. Okay. Ryan Lane with Lane's barbecue. Ryan does a lot of, uh, mixes for a lot of different rubs. He does, uh, around this area, he does a lot of blends for people. So, uh, yeah, so we're getting Ryan, uh, to blend that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's called seven Hills chili. And, uh, I will be happy to send you some of that as soon as we get a package We're we just did the logo. So, but yeah, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be fun. All right. I mean, I love chili, so I'll be looking forward to that. In the meantime, if you got cast iron, Get over to crisby.org, not.com, crisby.org, and grab yourself a puck or uh, whatever it is, the plant side or the animal side. Uh, Brad's happy to sell you one, both, or either. And, or uh, Amazon. Or Amazon. Amazon. That's right, Amazon.com, yeah. if you've ever heard of it. They're, uh, they're kind of an up-and-comer <laughs> here on the retail side, no doubt about it. Uh, Brad, really appreciate the time, the background, and how to use this stuff. Really, uh, really enjoy the conversation. Hey, thanks, Craig. I hope to do it again. You got it. There is Brad Stewart right there. From Crisby.org. Crisby.org, I'm telling you, okay? I was going to go, why did you go with the .org? Who knows what kind of story was going to be there. Because somebody got Crisby.com. That's why. That's a shame. All right, let me talk to you quickly about Pits and Spits since 1983. Manufacturing and handcrafting smokers in Houston, Texas. In that time, they've established itself as one of the premier brands in the high-quality offset smoker. And more recently, pellet cookers. We love pellet cookers over here. Pits and Spits setting itself apart by using heavy 7- and 10-gauge steel in every cooker. 
fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit, and that 304 stainless steel roll top lid and front shelf on every single smoker. Why does it matter, you ask? Well, <laughs> by using higher quality material, pits and spits smokers reach and maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. And by providing a fully welded smoker, you don't have to worry about grease and smoke leaking out of the barrel or the grill rattling apart as you move it through the backyard if you're going to move or whatever the hell it is you're doing. And by using 304 Stainless, you're getting an heirloom quality product that you can pass down to your kids. Now, where some companies focus on being the low-cost provider, Pits and Spits is focusing on craftsmanship using quality materials. Are they cheaper? No. Are there cheaper ways to manufacture products? Yes! But Pits and Spits isn't digging on tack welds, cheap stainless, and electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturers gives them complete control of their design and standards. It's not something you're going to find from other products that are brought in from overseas. Their steel suppliers use materials that are used in some of the harshest environments. So you know they're going to be performing under any condition, no matter where you are in the country. Controllers made right here in the U.S., so they're able to have unimpeded transparency into the program. Pits and Spits has a dealer network, but if you can't find any around you, call the shop, 844-650-6250. That's 844-650-6250. Whether you're cooking in the backyard or a grill master looking to smoke 50 racks of ribs, Pits and Spits has a product for you. Check them out at pitsandspits.com or see their pits in the wild all across social media at their handle at Pits and Spits. Wrapping up the first hour right now. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Thanks again to Brad Stewart from Crisby. Crisby.org. I'm going to get some. Not even kidding. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or Bluetooth if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. And don't forget about Fireboard 2, ladies and gentlemen. We love Fireboard 2. It's out. It's got big LCD displays, big LED lights. Still six channels, still that great app in, uh, integration on your Fizzone. Computer access as well, but Fireboard 2 crushing it. And Fireboard 2 Drive with the uh, automatically controlled fan. Big time right now. Fireboard taking over the world. Hey, if you have experience with Crisby, let me know about it. I want to know. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say California on the barbecue university stuff? Dennis Busso stepping in to correct me. It's uh, South Carolina, not California. I'm sure that package is offering you was my reservation. <laughs> Come on, Dennis. By the way, 
with no information being revealed, we are passing our best thoughts and greatest karma to Dennis Busso and family. Barbecue University in South Carolina this coming weekend. Guess what? Still too far for me. We're back to refresh libations and then start our number two, which is going to be incredible. Stick around. We'll be right back.